You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. On today's show, very excited with the NFL Draft just a couple days away. We're going to talk with former Auburn wide receiver Anthony Schwartz as he prepares for the draft and hopes to hear his name called very early on. And also we'll talk all things about South Carolina and their spring game this past weekend, the Garnet and Black game with Reggie Anderson from WLTX, sports director over there in Columbia. We'll find out who stood out and also get his thoughts on Luke Doty being named the uh, number one quarterback already out of spring. So all of that and much more, but real excited to just jump right into it as uh, as we mentioned, Anthony Schwartz, former Auburn wide receiver, uh, going to be in this year's draft just a couple of days away. He joins us now. Anthony, uh, man, you got to be super excited and uh, maybe even a little bit nervous with the draft just a couple of days away. How are you feeling? Well, I'm just, I'm really, I'm just excited, you know, because now it's at the point where I can't control anything. It's all up to them. I did what I can do. So now the nerves are kind of gone and just more being excited and more getting ready to where I'm going to spend four years, my first four years in the league at. Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully a decade plus with the same team, Anthony. That's uh, that's the hope when you get to the NFL. Uh, we we had Eli Stove on a few weeks ago. It, it's pretty rare that you have three high level receivers coming in the same draft from the same school. Uh, how close are you guys, Eli and, and, and Seth Williams and yourself? And uh, I mean, like, what's it like to have three guys from the same school coming out in the same draft? Yeah, we were we were really close. Like coming in, Eli was really my host when I was there recruiting wise. And then once we got to the school, we just kind of got closer from that point. And then we kind of like all went through the same type of situation and just being able to kind of just go through what we did together, kind of helped us bond it even even more. And now going into this process, we always like try to talk to each other and like what we're trying to do, like how each one of us is like training. We always like have like weekly checkups to see how everything is doing and it's just good to have other guys that are in my position that are going through the same process as me so I can kind of compare and like kind of see what they're doing and see like so I'm not going through it alone kind of just have other people to kind of go through with me. Last season was was such a weird season for you guys because you know look expectations were high I think a lot of people were you know Bo Nix coming off of you know, winning the SEC Freshman of the Year and, you know, some new coordinators uh, on offense. And just, it, I know expectations were high. You guys didn't have a bad year. I mean, you go 6-4 and four playing an all-SEC schedule. That's, I think a lot of people would take that. But I know you guys had your, your sights set on, you know, a little bit higher. What, looking back on last year, how, how would you view last season for Auburn? Honestly, I'll say it was kind of a disappointment because not even just being – being at Auburn, just as a competitor myself, you don't want to lose any games. And then losing four games, that's just four is more than zero, and you don't want to lose four games in a season no matter what. And so just from that standpoint, it was more of a disappointment. But, like, in terms of, like, the whole team, I felt like we were kind of – it was kind of like a – it was a weird year because we got to the start of the season where it kind of – everything was kind of more separate. Like, we weren't really a team yet. And then you get towards the end of the year where the team's all connected, everyone's all together, and everyone's going for the same thing. And at least we were able to do it, but it kind of ended up having late, becoming later. You always want to be 
a team throughout the whole year. But besides that point, I feel like individually it was my best season. I wish I could have done more throughout the season, but I can only do what I what I um, get the opportunities that I can get. It was just a weird season all the way around, and it's really hard to explain like <laughs> how I felt about it because it was like it was all up and down, all weird. So like there's a lot of good and a lot of bad, but it was still just great being able to at least play the game because I know some people didn't even get to have a fall, so. I would still appreciate being able to play during the fall and being able to get this season. Well, and it's so weird too, because like I said, you guys go six and four. That's not bad in an all SEC schedule. But you know, the school makes changes. They they let Coach Malzahn go, and you know they bring in Brian Harson from from Boise State. Um, is that going to be weird? I mean, one seeing Coach Malzahn over at UCF now, but like, if you happen to watch a UCF game, are you are you rooting for them? Are you rooting for Coach Malzahn to win there? Yeah, of course, I always root for um, Coach Malzahn to win, no matter where he is. And also, UCF being a Florida school, I kind of can have a little bit of bragging rights there, too, because I'm from <laughs> Florida, so I can kind of make it easier for me to root for them. Yeah. But, of course, I always root for um, Coach Malzahn wherever he goes. He helped me. He, he um, trusted me and helped me through the process, and he was always honest with me, and I always appreciated that from him. He was always had his word, and I just always appreciated that from him. Let me ask you just because uh, we just saw the, uh, the the spring game this past weekend, uh, the A Day. Uh, I don't know how much you were able to watch, but people are very excited about you know Brian Harson and the new schemes he's bringing in, and they think Bo Nix can take that next step in his development. But man, those two running backs, Sean Shivers and Tank Bigsby, look like uh, you know they're they're going to be the next big thing. Um, you know, obviously Tank Bigsby made a, an impression last year, but. Uh, how good do you think that team could be next year? And what was it like uh, just being on that offense with a guy like Tank Bigsby who could really be, you know, in, in contention for one of the best players in the SEC next year? I think that team could be really good. I feel like they have a lot of they have a lot of talent still on that roster and even a lot of untapped potential on that roster as well. And like you said about Tank Bigsby and about uh, Sean, who I call Worm, that's a, that's a one-two punch right there. And I feel like, they're both guys who can play every down. They can do – they're both um, versatile guys. They can, of course, run the ball downhill, but also run outside, run sweeps, run zones, and even catch the ball at the backfield. So that's big for them, especially because offense kind of – it's a newer pro-style offense, so it's going to be more downhill, more tight end sets. So it would be kind of better for them being able to get them the ball and being able to get them behind the line and get them moving. And then also I feel like – um using our tight ends is going to be a big thing because that's something that we haven't done at Auburn for a while. And so being able to use those guys gives us a huge, like, weapon because we had good tight ends there the whole time. But they didn't get the, really, the attempts that they needed. Not having them will be good. And I feel like receiving-wise, there's a lot of good talent still there on the roster. And I thought I'll be a sleeper position this year because teams probably won't focus on it as much as they probably did the past few years. And then they'll probably relax on it and then, Next thing you know, a lot of guys breaking deep, getting open, getting probably thrown for two, three hundred yards still a game, and that would be good to see. And then the defense, pretty much everyone's back, and especially with um, Coach Mason's a great coach. He was always he always has great schemes, and being able to have the players that we have on at Auburn, he's gonna have have a good time with them. Well, one more on, on Auburn, Anthony. And we'll get back to to you preparing for the draft, but. You mentioned using the tight ends. How about J.J. Pegues making the switch over to 
defensive line. I mean, he's he's got the body to play that spot, right? Yeah, he's got the the body. I mean, he's got the will to. He's got the physicality. He has the mind to do it. He was a guy that he pretty much used him everywhere: quarterback, uh, tight end, of course, fullback, three back. Even sometimes he had him at running back. Sometimes, but it's a guy that he's just a Swiss Army knife. He can do whatever whatever needed of him. No matter where it is, and he'll do it as the best as probably people around the country do at that position. <laughs> More with Anthony Schwartz right after this. Need to remind you guys about rockauto.com. The summer is upon us. I know a lot of you guys are going to be making road trips. Memorial Day weekend, you're going to be out driving your car. You want to make sure it is up and running and good to go. Little things that you might need to replace. Yeah, that headlight's getting dim. Should probably replace that. Might need a, a new taillight, a new mirror, new wipers, whatever it is. You can get anything you need for your car at rockauto.com. They've been serving serving auto parts customers online for 20-plus years. If you go to rockauto.com, you can shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. they got a very unique and very easy-to-navigate catalog. Quickly see all the parts available for your car or truck and choose from the brands, specifications, and most importantly, the prices that you prefer. The prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. Same for the professionals or do-it-yourselfers like you and I. Why would you spend twice as much of the same parts go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car or truck make sure you write locked on in there how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need it's rockauto.com hey reminder get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the locked on today podcast peter bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts Follow Locked On today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We're talking with uh, Anthony Schwartz, former Auburn wide receiver, preparing for the NFL draft just a couple days away. And uh, Anthony, are, are you the type of guy who likes to read some of the you know things scouts and writers and people are out there saying, or do you try to block out that noise and say, yeah, "I don't really want to get into all that because it's it's hard." Everybody's put out their mock draft and Mel Kiper and all these different guys. I saw SI's got an article that says. Anthony Schwartz may be the best deep threat in in this NFL draft. Do you pay attention to that stuff, or do you try to just ignore all that? Usually I don't pay attention to it too much. Sometimes I'll get like sent to it by friends and family. Sometimes I'll just see it just either tagged or on my timeline on Twitter. So I'll probably be the only time I'll actually like see it. But I don't go out and look for anything. But I just hear stuff from like friends and family who they would just send me stuff. But I'm not really the guy that's going to go look it up and – kind of get all riled up about it <laughs> you uh you you ran a, a a four i think it was a four two six forty i mean obviously look your track background blazing fast um were you happy with that i mean was, i know to most people we hear that number we're like holy cow were you pleased with that did you were you expecting to be is that right where around where you expected to be and what was that like training for for a pro day where it's like man it's we don't have the traditional combine like we typically have right now yeah, it was kind of the time that I ran. That was kind of more satisfactory. I wanted to run under four two five, but I was I was always like I want to run under two four two five. But at the end of the day, I still want to run a four two. And so being able to run four a four two six is still pretty much right there at four two five. So I liked it. I was satisfied with it. Then I would say training probably for training just for a protein instead of a common. I kind of was able to focus more on my position drills and not really having to worry about like 
the extra conjure that they do because at the end of the day, I'm going to I'm going to play football. I'm not going to run conjures in short, certain shorts. I'm going to play football so that I was able to kind of focus more on my receiver work and being able to get better as a route runner. Yeah, that's what I always love. I mean, there's some guys, it's just game speed is different. I mean, I, I remember Tyron Matthew, uh, you know, he wasn't happy with his 40 time coming out of LSU. And it's like, man, go turn on a game film and watch that man run down the field and tell me he doesn't run faster than what he did in the t-shirt and shorts. So it, it, right. it is always a different uh, different thing when you're in the game. Um, what what are some of the things you're he- uh, hearing or feedback from teams on maybe what you need to what you might need to work on at the next level? Anything from route running, you know, tracking the ball in the air, making tough catches. What are what's some of the feedback you're hearing? Most of the feedback has been just um, being more consistent in the uh, top of my breaks, just getting in and out uh, consistently, getting in and out faster. And that's been the main thing. There's been like small things here and there where they'll say they're talking about like tracking and stuff. But that's kind of all stuff that also just comes with the, comes with the game. It comes with more experience. And so for that point, they just kind of just say that stuff that we'll be able to do. But the one thing that we want you to be able to do is run routes because they said everyone knows you can run deep, but not everyone knows you can run routes. So if you're able to be able to break down and run every round of route tree, you'll be unstoppable. How different is that for a guy with your track background when you step onto a football field? I mean, in, in, in track, I mean, you're running – around a racetrack you're you know you're doing hurdles you're doing all kinds of different stuff in the track world but when you're on a, fo- when you're on a football field I mean it's about yeah you want to use that speed but you want to use that to your advantage while still keeping your eye open getting your head turned around trying to find the ball and all that kind of stuff what what was that transition like the difference from track to the football field the main transition is just mainly just gauging speed and because I don't and track of course I have to go 100% the whole time but in football I can gauge my speed to where I can either look fast or appear as fast like I'm running, but in reality I'm not, and I'll be still be able to be in control because I know I'm not at my top speed, so I can do pretty much everything that I need to do, like in terms of like breaking down, stopping on a dime. My bad, I don't know what that was. <laughs> breaking down, stopping on a dime, and just stuff while I'm able to run at probably like 80, 85 percent, being able to do everything full speed at that point. That's kind of what I. What I try and um, uh, do everything at. In your years at Auburn, these past couple of years, was there a guy or two in the SEC that you just that really you didn't like going against, or at least gave you gave you a challenge? Maybe put it that way on um, that you went up against in the SEC. Probably, I would say it was it would be between uh, Pat Sertain and Tyson Campbell. Uh, those those two guys that I know very I know very well. I grew up with both of them, but like they're kind of longer fast longer bigger faster guys so they i kind of know what to do with them but also they kind of know what to do with me too so it's kind of a back and forth thing with them too but i'm able to still be able to get past them try and get open around them and those two probably gave me the most been the the best i've winning against over the past few years yeah and and pat is a guy who's probably going to hear his name called very early in in this uh draft coming up in a couple days uh, let us know what uh, what are your plans for the draft. I mean, are you gonna are you watching at home? Are you gonna be out and about? I mean, I, I know some guys they go play golf. They say, ah, when a team calls me, they'll call me. But what do you uh, plan to do? And I guess it's a little tough when you don't know what day you're gonna get called and all that kind of thing too, right? Right. Yeah. So really, 
I'm just going to be at home really pretty much the whole time. And I might do something like at a restaurant or something day three. And that's just, that'll be either a celebratory thing because I got drafted day two or it'll be a draft watch party because I'll be, because it'll be day three. <laughs> but that's probably what I, what I was planning on doing. But last thing for you, Anthony, are you, I know you're a Florida guy and you play your college ball at Auburn. And, you know, if a team from up north calls, you're going to go and be excited about whoever calls. But, are you are you a little just nervous that you might get a call from a Green Bay or Buffalo team and you got to go play in the snow? I mean, honestly, I used to be nervous, but then I, <laughs> especially now, there's kind of a trail for that. If I go to Green Bay, I get to play with one of the best quarterbacks of all time, Aaron Rodgers. If I right. go to the Bills, I get to play with one. I get to add to one of the best receiving cores, really one of the best offenses that of the past two years, and especially with Josh Allen, who can who can just complete flat out throw the ball deep. That would be a great team to go to as well. Or you can go to New England. They've, they've, they've had some need at wide receiver. You can go link up with Cam Newton there and have a little Auburn love as well. That would be a lot of fun. That'd be, that would be. <laughs> Anthony, uh, thanks so much for the time, man. We really appreciate it. And uh, best of luck to you. We hope you, you hear your name very early in this year's draft. And uh, great uh, college career at Auburn. And best of luck at the next level, man. Thank you. I appreciate it a lot. Awesome. Thanks so much. That's uh, Anthony Schwartz joining us from the uh, former Auburn Tiger. Hoping to hear his name called uh, in that NFL draft in just a couple of days. And uh, really can't thank him enough for coming on with us. Great stuff with uh, Anthony Schwartz. Coming up next, we'll talk with Reggie Anderson, who was out at the South Carolina spring game over the weekend. We'll get his thoughts on who stood out there. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. We got the NBA on a nightly basis. We got the MLB happening every night. All of that in full swing, and you can get in on the action at betonline.ag. They even got you covered with award shows like the Oscars this past weekend, TV shows, reality TV, whatever you want to bet on, they have it for you. Updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline, they have you covered with all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head over to their website. You can do so on your mobile device. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure you use their promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all caps. And make sure you do that when you're signing up. Don't do it after because you won't get it. you got to do it as you sign up. Get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKEDON. They are bet online. They are your online sportsbook experts. Hey, this year the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to Locked On NFL on their YouTube page to watch the live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft starting this Thursday. We're along here, locked on SEC, and we've been talking a lot about the spring games. The last four in the SEC taking place over the weekend. One of those was over in Columbia, South Carolina, as they wrapped up their spring game. And one of the guys who was covering it, Reggie Anderson, WLTX, South Carolina, joins us now. Reggie, welcome in, man. How are you? Doing good. How are you guys? We're doing okay. Uh, give us an afterthought on the Garnet and Black game. I know that uh, Coach Shane Beamer, after the game, kind of said, all right, Luke Doty is our guy at quarterback. No surprise there, but uh, uh, was this a, a full-on open competition, or was it kind of just expected Luke Doty was going to earn the job? It was expected because he's the only one in the SEC experience. Uh, you know, you've got a transfer at an SDS school, but basically he was the one. Now, granted, his sample size was just those two games last year. 
and that was when the season was lost. And you know, give credit to Mike Bobo for throwing him out there and saying, you know, seeing what the kid could do. Um, but he he's the guy right now, and and I think you know, obviously these next five months are going to be crucial for him because you know during the during the um, during the spring, you know, Shane Beamer talked about how you know the downfield passing game need to be, be a little bit better. Now yesterday or yesterday they didn't hardly do any of that. But I think that's because they didn't want to show a whole lot. I think, but it's going to be critical for you know for that part of the game to uh, to develop. I think running back will be fine. They've got to find some guys who can catch the ball. Uh, their tight ends, I think, will be a big part of it. But I mean, you know, but Luke Doty, right now he is uh, he is the guy. What uh, I know, the game was supposed to be on Saturday. There was some uh, not so great weather in the area, so they moved it to Sunday. It looked like an absolutely beautiful day. And what was it like being out there and having fans back in the stands at Williams Price? Yeah. It was fantastic, and actually, I don't want to—I don't want to get too much in the weeds, but with, with COVID situations now, the, we, you know, the University of South Carolina and a lot of other SEC schools have gone to a pool system where you know you rotate television stations. will come in and, and get a, <coughs> excuse me, get a chance to shoot video. That was the first time I've been in that stadium for a game, uh, you know, since 2019, <laughs> and it was it was it was it was nice. I mean, you know, they they were, they, they increased the attendance to 15,000. Only roughly 13,000 showed up, which is a little bit surprising, but. You know, maybe everybody was, had had their Saturday plans, and they didn't want to they didn't want to ruin their Sunday plans. So it was, they were a couple of thousand short of the uh, of the maximum capacity. But it was it was great, you know. And they they went a half. They they actually did an actual spring game for a half. Now because of their lack of bodies, I mean, they, they had like twenty four players, twenty three, twenty four players who uh, who were banged up and didn't play. They had twenty three that were out, and then R J Roderick, uh, you know, dinged up his ankle on one play in the opening part of the spring game. So he went he went on the. Uh, Sideline. So they had 24 players basically out. They had one scholarship running back, the Quandary White. Um, because you had the other guy, the other scholarship running backs were, were, were didn't play. Kevin Harris uh, and obviously Marshawn Lloyd, who we still haven't seen yet. <laughs> he could be the uh, the wild card in this whole deal. Yeah, that was going to be my next question because I saw Zaquandre White stood out with uh, you know 95 yards and a touchdown rushing. But yeah, Kevin Harris, I think I'm so excited to see what he can do. The SEC's returning leading rusher. I know Najee Harris passed him in the SEC title game, but at least for the you know the regular season he was and having him back and then the the legend of of Marshawn Lloyd, like you said, we hear his name and we just we're waiting to see him. We want to see what he could do out there. But uh, is that where Shane Beamer and the staff starts? Is setting up that, that run game that was so dominant for them last year? Well, that's the plan, but obviously, you know, at some point, though, teams are going to be able to figure that out, and they're going to force they're going to force Luke Doty to make plays. They're going to force that receiving core, which obviously is, is unproven right now. Um, they've got to make plays down the field, and that's going to be the big question. Um, and they'll be, you know, right now there's no game tape on, on this new offense that Marcus Satterfield is, is, is installing or has installed. Um, and they weren't going to show a whole, whole lot yesterday. I mean, you talk about vanilla. I mean, you know, you had a couple outs, and but there was no – I don't recall – I recall maybe one deep – and I say deep, I mean maybe one throw of like 20 yards or so, an attempted <laughs> throw of 20 yards or so. Wow. Um, they, didn't, they, didn't show any, they didn't show anything. And I, that's, that's going to be the key. I mean, you know, Kevin Harris can only take you so far. But, you know, like any – you know, there's, a lot of good, there's, a pretty, there's some pretty good defensive coordinators in this uh, – in the SEC. Uh, some, like Kevin Steele, get to go work at, at a school for two weeks and make a, you know $900,000 or something along those lines. I mean, that must be a great gig if you can get it. And by the way, Kevin's from Dillon. And uh, so uh, from 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 my neck of the woods. So uh, so yeah, I mean it's just it, that's gonna be the key. I mean if Luke Doty, they gotta find somebody to be able to stretch the defense, and that's just true of any any offense, but especially a team coming off two wins. You know that offense was just it, it was painful to watch last year uh, because they were so banged up. I mean, Shy Smith was their best player, and he was he was hurt down the stretch. I mean, they, they were just it, it was really painful to watch, and that's gonna be a big key if if Marcus Satterfield and this new offense uh, can uh, can 
get this this team back to where they're at least halfway respectable. How about this defense? I mean, I know they got some some younger guys, some experience down the stretch last year after uh, J.C. Horn and uh, Muguamu had, had had come out and and you know said they're taking their talents to the next to the next level and preparing for the draft, but. Um, you know, are they going to turn to some new guys and, and inexperienced guys, I guess, in that secondary to help uh, shore it up? They're going to have to. Um, now, the good news for them is they've got their, their offensive line and their defensive line are in pretty good shape. And on that D-line, you've got two five-star players. You've got Zach Pickens, who played at T.L. Hanna. He's, a, he's a, a Palmetto State product. And then you've got a guy in Jordan Birch who's entering his second season. He played at Hammond School, which is an independent school, about a 15-minute drive from the stadium. So you got two five-star guys on that defensive line. You've got some other four-stars. So, so defensive line, I don't think it's going to be an issue. They've got some really good linebackers. Enig Barre, an All-SEC uh, selection. So, he, you know, he'll, he'll, be, he'll be right there. It's just that, that secondary, they're going to have to find some replacements for, a, you know, for especially for a guy like J.C. Horn, who probably could very well be a top-ten pick uh, in the NFL draft uh, Thursday night. Talking with uh, Reggie Anderson from uh, WLTX in South Carolina. Um, Reggie, what are fan expectations for Shane Beamer? I know he's he's obviously a favorite among the players and a lot of the former players. I saw you know a lot of them coming back to the program and, and talking very glowingly and high of them. Guys like uh, obviously DJ Swearinger, Jadavian Clowney. Uh, what's the fan perspective right now on Shane Beamer? Well, I think, you know, Shane has done a really good job of reaching out to the fans and, and trying to bring them in. Now, nothing, I, first of all, let me say this right now. I got along great with Will Muschamp. Uh, I got along great with him. Having said that, if you gave Will a choice, go speak to the Gamecock Club for 30 minutes or go break down film for 30 hours, what are you going to do? He's going to say, give me some coffee. I'm going to be in the film room for 30 hours. That's just, I mean, he was a football guy. That, that's, what he, that's what he cared about. And he's great down at Georgia right now as an analyst. Because all he's got to do is break down film. Uh, you know, analyze practice, and uh, I mean, it's great. Then I talk to the media; it's great. Um, Shane has done a really good job of doing the extra, extra going the extra mile of, of trying to engage the fans. Now, at some point, you got to win games, but he is, he's done a really good job of not only putting himself out there, but he's also got his staff out there. Um, you know, I went to a, a little golf tournament, benefit golf tournament for one of the uh, Lexington County Gamecock clubs a couple weeks ago. The staff was out there. Now they they didn't play golf because they were still in the middle of spring practice, but at least they made the effort to go out there, spend an hour or two engaging with the fans. So he, he's going out of his way, and he's, he's very much, it, which is what you expected from him. I mean, we knew him when he was on Spurrier's staff, very engaging guy. So we knew that when he came in, it wasn't going to be just about football. He's going to try to bring the fans along. Uh, when these COVID restrictions eventually get lifted, I'll be curious to see, especially in, especially in August, you know, he might open up a practice or two, maybe. That's just my thought. He might, maybe at least one, just to give the fans a, a little something. So he's, he's, he's definitely going out of his way to, to do the PR thing. Reggie Anderson, uh, sports director, WLTX in Columbia. Uh, great to get you on, Reggie. Uh, we'll have to do this again real soon, man. Really appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate it, guys. All right, thanks so much, uh, Reggie Anderson there. WLTX in Columbia, doing a fantastic job covering the uh, Gamecocks for a long time. All right, that is going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. Appreciate you guys for listening. We'll be back tomorrow getting you ready for the NFL Draft. We're going to catch up with our guy Tony Pauline. Talk about all the SEC guys expected to go high in the first round as well as some other ones who are some mid-round guys to keep an eye on. We'll do all that with our guy Tony Pauline, NFL Draft expert, and uh, continue to get you guys ready for the NFL Draft coming up this week. My thanks to uh, Anthony Schwartz, former Auburn wide receiver, and, of course, Reggie Anderson uh, covering the South Carolina Gamecocks. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.